Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back. Welcome back to another soul-driven episode. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, Akashic Soul Channel, and your host, And we are just continuing in diving deep in the Akashic Records. This mini series has been so much fun. And yeah, I just, I really enjoy showing up and geeking out about the Akashic Records. It's bringing me back to all the workshops that I used to host. And who knows, maybe I will host another one soon. We shall see. Nonetheless, be sure if you haven't checked out the previous episodes, you can learn what the Akashic Records are, about my relationship with the Akashic Records, what you can learn in the Akashic Records, and who can access the Akashic Records. The last episode, episode three, who can access the Akashic Records, is a really interesting one. I talk about the Akashic Records over a period of time, even going back into Atlantean times. So make sure to check that one out if you haven't. It's just a little bit longer, but worth your time, I promise. So today we're going to be diving into who are you communicating with in the Akashic Records. And before we get started, just a reminder that the doors are open for an Akashic journey with the body a six-week fully channeled Akashic Record course to revolutionize your relationship with the body. So this is going to be an incredible journey. We'll be diving deep every week with channeled messages and teachings all about the body, where it came from, what its purpose is, why is it here, what is it serving us, finding out if we have karmic relationships Uh, with our bodies, just really diving in deep. We'll be meeting three times over the period of six weeks where we'll be doing activations, clearing out energy, plus some exploration so that you can really get to know your body in a completely different way. So early bird is still available. Make sure to dive in. The link is in the show notes and reach out to me if you have any questions. I would love to have you. Okay, who are you communicating with in the Akashic Records? So something that I think is important to just share on the front end whenever diving into questions like this is that there is no one exact way to experience the Akashic Records. And whenever I have taught folks how to work with the Akashic Records in the past, that's how I always kick things off. It's like, I'm going to share these guidelines with you. I'm going to share what I know. But if you experience something differently, it doesn't mean that it is wrong or that you are wrong or anything of that nature. So because the deal is, is that for each and every one of us, we experience the Akashic Records a little bit differently. Absolutely, there will be similarities. There are certain things that are 
seemingly across the board, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone was to pop up and be like, huh, it's not like that for me. It would just be like, okay, we're all unique individuals. We all have our own relationship and history with the Akashic Records in our own way. Our gifts, you know, are different in, in certain variables. I mean, there's just so much there. So when you hear other people talking about how they experience the Akashic Records, if you are someone who's trying to learn to read the Akashic Records, my best advice would be don't compare yourself. Because when we do that, we cut off our ability to really discover and explore our own unique way in which we experience the Akashic Records, who we're communicating with, how we communicate, so many different things here. So this is a really fun part of the Akashic Records and also one that causes folks a lot of frustration. But the majority of that frustration comes from expectations, thinking that it's going to be one way and then it's not. Comparison, right? Being like, oh my gosh, but she can do all these things. Why can't I? And three, like just being hard on ourselves, quite frankly. Working with our intuition takes time. It is not an overnight process. And it's definitely not linear. There'll be some days when you feel open and you're just really able to channel well or or to communicate easily. And then other days you're like, why isn't this working um, as, as easily? And that's just part of the journey. Um, there's a, many reasons why we don't have time to dive into them today. But I wanted to give this caveat on the front end or disclaimer, maybe I should say because it's really important to know these things on the front end, okay? So when working with the Akashic Records, the lords of the Akashic Records are the governing bodies of the Akashic Records. And again, I've heard other readers say different things. I don't have time to say one is right or wrong. Like, it's just not important to me. <laughs> I don't get caught up on these things, but this is what I know from my experience. The lords of the Akashic Records are those who govern over the Akashic Records. But who we communicate within the Akashic Records are the masters, teachers, and loved ones that have been assigned to us at any given time. So masters and teachers, loved ones, these are people that can come and go. They may not always be the same. In fact, for the large majority of people, when you are in the Akashic Records, you won't be communicating directly with someone, meaning that you won't be seeing exactly who you are communicating with. You might see figures, you might see light, um, you might get some like, you know, maybe like facial structures. But part of the reason why we typically do not see the master teachers loved ones within the Akashic Records is because they're interchangeable. And they don't want us to become too dependent on any one of them. You know how it is um, if, if you have a spiritual guide, if you have someone that you connect with often and you get really used to them, you start counting on them, leaning on them potentially too much. And then all of a sudden, if they're not there, you're like, oh my gosh, you're kind of freaking out. You're like, what do I do? But I really liked this, you know, this being whatever the case may be. And so typically within the Akashic Records, they don't show us. Now, I have known readers who do see guides within the Akashic Records and cool, right? To each their own. I have yet to fully see the people that I am channeling in the Akashic Records. Now, that being said, I have absolutely seen other guides that I have within the Akashic Records. Like when I first started reading the records, I remember seeing Jesus quite a bit. 
Jesus is one of my main guides in this lifetime. We're buddies. And um, we know each other for, we've known each other for a very long time. And so Jesus would be there, but he would be there like popping in, popping out, like maybe walking by, like just kind of present. But he wasn't the one that was sharing the information with me. I've seen other guides there as well. But the, the, the master teacher loved ones that I specifically work with come and go. So masters are typically ascended masters, right? Our teachers can be just very elevated people or beings who have a much, you know, much more advanced, experienced way of seeing things and guiding us. Um, and our loved ones can literally be people like, I don't know, like your third grade teacher who you really loved and 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 who really made a big impact on your life. She may decide to come back and to assist you in different parts of your life or with different subjects. These guides can come in and go out depending upon what it is that we're there for. So when I access the Akashic Records with my clients, I am stepping into their energy, into working with their guides. So this will be different. When I'm working with other people's guides, I often can see who they are. I get a picture of what's going on. Um, sometimes we have folks, loved ones who've passed away recently will step in, similar to like mediumship. Um, sometimes they'll choose to to talk with my clients, sometimes not. It, it really depends. And so this also varies depending upon if you're in your own Akashic Records versus working within someone else's Akashic Records, okay? So how do we communicate within the Akashic Records? As I've shared before, the Akashic Records are energy. So learning how to work with the Akashic Records comes down to learning how to work with energy, learning how to communicate with it, learning how to feel it, if that is, you know, one of your gifts. I'm sure you've heard about the clairs, right? Seeing, feeling, knowing, hearing, right? Clear audience, clear cognizance, clairvoyance, clear... I always forget one when I do it that way. <laughs> Nonetheless, there is always one, one gift, one Claire that we are much stronger with on the front end that comes to us in a way that is something so natural for us. We really take it for granted. And what's really interesting about this is that it can shift and change and evolve. So when I work within the Akashic Records, I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing all at the same time. It's actually a very 3D experience for me. I can be fully channeling to my client. In the meantime, they're also showing me like the situation and showing me the many layers of this situation. It's a very interesting experience and it changes for each person that I am reading for or each topic that I am reading about. And so it's never the same, right? So when I first started going into the Akashic Records, I was seeing a lot of different things. And that sounds really cool. But communicating through my site isn't always my best because you all know me. If you've been listening to this podcast, I forget my words, I get excited, um, or I use the wrong word. Um, I'm someone who like, you know, points at the microwave and says, shut the oven. Like I just, I, I, my brain... I think and language can just be funny sometimes. So I was enjoying that. But I remember about, I think, three months in to my um, working with the Akashic Records, I did a meditation that really helped to show me like, 
you know, where I was strongest. And it came forward very quickly that clear audience was my strongest gift, hearing. And I was just like, what? So I jumped into the Akashic Records to ask them about this. And they were just like, yes, this has always been your gift. And they showed me like going through my life, like, like simple things like music has always been huge in my life. Music can affect me on such a visceral level. I am extremely sensitive to sound. Like if there's an awful sound, like it can take me from zero to 10 in a nanosecond. I mean, it's, I, I'm very sensitive to sound. Um, in addition, like I've always had a steady stream of talking coming through me and I thought it was me. I didn't realize that this was actually my intuitive channel. I've always been open and available to it. It's always been there. I just didn't know it was me. And if you've listened to a lot of folks talk about audience in particular, you hear them say the same thing. Whatever your strongest gift is, is something that, again, you probably like, you're just like, huh, that's it. Like I, I've always used that. Like it's not necessarily something where, you know, it's like, this big grand, like, oh my gosh, I can see a spirit in front of me. Like for some folks, that is the case. That's cool. That's actually for a very small percentage of people. When we think about clairvoyance, which is seeing, a very small amount of people actually see things like you would see another person. I think it's like 2% or something. It's very small. The majority of us see through our third eye. So it's almost like we're using our intuition, we're dreaming, something of that nature. It is much more subtle, okay? But when we learn how to work with energy, we learn how to pay attention to those subtle nuances of energy. And that's how we start learning to work with the Akashic Records. You know, first, it's important for us to know what our strongest gifts are, because it's a great place to start. And then we can kind of start working from there. The cool thing about the Akashic Records is that they always work with us where we're at. So we don't need to be perfect with our gifts. We don't need to be anything other than exactly who we are and where we're at. And they will meet us there. Our job, though, is to get very quiet and to really calm our spirit, open ourselves up and find out what's going on and what is wanting to be communicated with us so that we can then communicate back. One of the things that I think is most important when it comes to learning how to communicate and work within the Akashic Records is learning how to quiet oneself. And so for a lot of folks, you know, for the first couple of years working within the Akashic Records, they'll like do a meditation or something of that nature before accessing the Akashic Records. And that just really helps them to like, you know, it helps to calm yourself down so that you are paying attention to those subtle nuances. So then you can grab that energy, start working with that energy and move on from there. Okay. So master teachers, loved ones, <laughs> that is who we are communicating with in the Akashic records. All right, folks, this sums up episode four for us. Thank you so much again for being here. I will be back with the next episode talking about what are the benefits of working with the Akashic Records, okay? I'll definitely be sharing quite a few client stories and really diving in deep on that with you. Don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or if you would like to learn more about a particular topic. I'm happy to expand on it for you. All right, sending you so much love. Be sure to share this episode if you think it would be helpful to someone else. 
please leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify and assist this podcast in its growth. Join the newsletter. (laughs) Again, sending you so much love. Thank you for being here. Don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next time.